0: Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. quick before I get into the message. I want to share, uh, I want to brag on our United Student Ministry. A couple weeks ago, we were able to partner with our Feed His Children Ministry that we do here at Crossbridge. And so we had a scavenger hunt. And so our students, grade 7th through 12th, rummaged the town of Ottawa. And we were able to accumulate a ton of food uh, that a lot of you donated. People that we didn't know donated. We just showed up at their house and said, hey, can we look in your pantry? Uh, and so they were willing to give us some stuff, and our teens did great. Uh, I didn't lose anybody, so I did my job. Uh, So it was good. It was a great event, Uh, and that's something that we look forward to doing in the future as well. Well, hey, I'm going to get started in my message. My message title tonight is Stronger Together. Maybe some of you caught that from the video, but before we get to that, I'm going to share a quick story, a story about myself. Um, Some of you know my testimony. Some of you may not, but Twelve years ago around there, uh, I had a really unique call to ministry. I gave my life to Jesus and also surrendered to a call to ministry during the same church service. Usually like there's this, you know, this surrender to the Lord and then over time you feel called. uh, But part of my story as well is that when I was in high school, I really struggled with a call to ministry. So I went through this amazing church service back home in Monticello, Kentucky. Uh, Man, God just did a work amongst the people. He was doing a work on me. He was pressing on me like I have never felt before in my life. And so sure enough, I went and I surrendered uh, to this this life that God wanted me to be a part of. And and, and that was just being in relationship with him. And then the pastor came over and his son came over to talk to me while I was at the altar. And uh, they say, Harold, we know who you are and we know you're struggling with your call to ministry. And it was just this real strong, pivotal time in my life. Uh, And so we left church that day and then I called Pastor Bob and I said, hey, Pastor Bob, we have to meet tomorrow. We got to sit down and we have to talk. Uh, And so I'm going to brag on our staff and I'm going to brag on our church. Guys, we are available on Mondays. We, we want our offices open on Mondays. Most of the staff are there on Mondays for that reason, because we believe that God moves. We believe that God is working amongst each and every one of you and your families, and we want to be available when it's hot off the press. Does that make sense, right? So it was kind of the same thing. And so I called Pastor Bob, and I said, Pastor Bob, we've got to get together, and we've got to talk. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm going to his office, and I just knew that he was just going to invite me to be on staff right? Like I just knew that without a doubt, there was, I mean, he was just going to be like, Harold, when can you start? And so I go in and I sit down in his office and I'm just, I'm just grinning. I I cannot grin any larger. And he's kind of like real casual about this meeting, right? It was kind of, it kind of threw me off a little bit. So we get to talking and I'm talking about, you know, what God's doing in me and, and how much he's redeemed me from all this stuff. And then he asked me a very unique question, He says, Harold, before we go any further in our conversation, i got to ask you a question. He says, Harold, do you believe in God? I see some of your faces. That's what I look like. And, and, And for a brief moment, I was a little offended. Like, why would you ask me that if I believe in the Almighty after what I just experienced? Why would you ask me that? And I said, I said, Pastor Bob, I, I'm confused. Is this a, is this a trick question or, is it, or, or what's going on? He said, Harold, let me tell you something. He said, what happened yesterday in your life was real. What happened in your life yesterday is so important in your story. But Harold, there's going to be a day when you're walking through a season of life And what happened yesterday is not going to be enough. He said, Harold, there's going to be moments when you're dealing with relationships. You're dealing with people. You're dealing with ministry. And you're going to be frustrated. And you're going to be scared. And you're going to want to quit. And you're going to want to stop. But he said, said, Harold, at the end of the day, you have to know And you have to believe above everything else that God is real and that will get you through. And it just blew me away when he said that and it humbled me when he said that. So I got a question for you and just think to yourself, don't answer out loud, what has been the best day of your life? What has been the best day of your life? So I got a couple prompts here. Was it a graduation? Was it your first job? Guys, pay attention. Was it your wedding? Okay? Was it your firstborn? Now I'll be honest here. Was the happiest day of your life when you finally got to send your kids off to college? Harold, why are you asking me those questions? I'm asking you those questions because I want to ask you, do you ever find yourself in ruts? Do you ever find yourself in these seasons of life where there doesn't seem to be a lot of growth? There doesn't seem to be like the ball is being moved forward. You don't feel like as a family uh, with you and your spouse that there is much movement and growth. Have you ever been stuck in a rut? Have you ever been stuck in a rut? I think we find ourselves being stuck in these ruts because we find ourselves trying to live in the past. You know, I'm going to pick on my wife a little bit, but we are perfect, (laughs) we never argue. We never have difficult discussions. We never fight over things, what curtains we should buy or what color this or that should be. Okay, that's a lie. You probably saw right through that. But here's the deal. When those things do happen, and when they come up, we, we, are, we all relate. I have never once said, but don't you remember June 25th? How great that day was. You remember? It was magical. It was great. All of our family and friends were around. No." I've never said that. The next time you and your boss are in a tiff at work, just be like, hey man, you remember the day you hired me? (laughs) This is on you. This is on you too, right? I think we find ourselves in these ruts sometimes because we find ourselves living in the past. And, And as much as I enjoyed my wedding day and how beautiful and just glorious, and I mean, it was a highlight in our life. But we can't convince ourselves that that was the most important day because when I woke up today, today was the best day that I could choose to love and be a partner to my wife. The same way that you choose and wake up to be the best parent you can be, the best worker you can be, or the best Christ follower that you can be. So how do we move past some of those ruts? I'm gonna be reading out of Matthew 28, I'm going to be reading out of the King James Version, and then I'm also going to be reading the same passage out of the message. So Matthew 28, verse 18, it says, Jesus came to them and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded to you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And in the message, it says, Jesus undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you, go out and train everyone you meet. Far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this day after day, right up until the end of the age." So I want to encourage you. We we all have smartphones with the Bible app. When you're reading passages of Scripture, don't be afraid to read different versions of the Bible, okay? Because different things stick out to different people. So especially like when I'm preparing for a message, I always try to look through different versions of Scripture. It helps me. But when I was doing that, there was two words that really stuck out to me in these passages. The first word was observation. And then the second word was practice. Say observation and say practice. When I think about those two words, I think about how intentional those two words are and what they mean. If you want to get down to it, it's a responsibility to observe and to practice. So going back to when we started being in these seasonal ruts of where you don't feel like you're growing, in those seasons, are you taking the time to observe the things around you? Are you taking the time to practice what God may be wanting to teach you? Does that make sense? Are you taking your time to observe the season of life and you're in? And are you taking the time to practice? Because those two words are very intentional. I think sometimes we go through life with this out of sight, out of mind policy. And what happens, especially when, when, when we're in this relationship with Jesus, it starts out really good and it's really strong. But as we get going down the road and we, and we stop observing these things and we stop practicing the things that God wants us to do, the wheels just kind of start to shake. Does that make sense? Observe and practice. You know, one thing that I really struggle with the most is that I buy the lie that as long as I'm maintaining things around me, I'm okay. You know, there's a a passage that says, you're either hot or cold, yes or no, you're in or out, you're up or you're down, we fight, we break up, we kiss, we make up. Uh, Some of you are laughing, right? That's a Katy Perry song, right? But there is a passage that says, you're either hot or you're cold, if you're in the middle, God wants to spit you out of his mouth. That's pretty abrasive. Who likes hot coffee? Anybody? Who likes cold coffee? Y'all are weird, right? Coffee is meant to be black and hot. All right, that's my, that's my uh, soapbox on that. But we believe the lie that as long as we are preserving, that we are Okay. But here's the deal, guys. I believe that we serve a God and that there is a God that loves us so much that he just doesn't want to see us survive. He wants to watch us thrive in a relationship with him and amongst people around us. And the really cool thing about the God that we serve is that he gives us an incredible tool to do that. I'm going to share a story. Uh, Whitney and I had just gotten married and we were living in Iowa. That was the furthest north I've ever lived. And for someone who is where I'm from, the winters was a shock. It was it was horrible. The, I mean, like my first winter there was miserable. I, I was so miserable and, and I just felt like the winter just, I didn't think it was ever gonna stop. I, I'm like, when does the sun ever come back out? And so for it just felt like I was in the house for six months straight. I basically went into hibernating mode uh, and I found that all of these Little Debbie wrappers and snack cakes and pop cans and cereal boxes and gallons of ice cream at a time, they were starting to take this effect around my waistline, clothes were fitting tighter, and uh, I said, I said, Whitney, we got a problem we've got to find a gym membership somewhere. So we were living in this little town in Iowa, and they had a little gym there. And I said, you know what, Whitney, one day after work, I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna talk to the guy to see what the prices are, blah, 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 blah. And so one day I walk in there and this this young guy he, he's way too excited to be making minimum wage at this gym. And uh, I walk in there and I'm like, hey, you know, we're looking at potentially getting a membership, all this stuff. And he was like, you want some protein shakes? You know, and I'm just like... No, I don't. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that I walked in with like a liter of Pepsi, right? I'm walking in there and, and he gives me the tour and you walk in and on, on the left, like they got all the treadmills and the ellipticals. And, and on the right, they have all the, the free weights and all the heavy stuff. And, and he's giving me this tour and he's sh- sharing how all this stuff works. And, uh, and sure enough, I I bought what he was selling. So I bought, uh, I bought a membership for the wife and I. And the next day, we decided that we were gonna go. So mentally, just I'm in my office, just mentally preparing myself like, I'm just trying to muster up everything in me to go to this gym. Because if, if some of you do, like, do know me, I am incredibly lazy. Um, I, I hate working out more than anything on this planet. So anyway, so uh, we, we go that night, the first night. We walk in, I've got my cutoff on from college and I am just, I feel like I'm gonna go in there and just tear the place apart. And uh, so I walk in there and these guys are over here on, this, on, the, on these free weights and they are massive. Like an unnatural... Just huge. And I thought to myself, are these guys lifting these things or are they eating them? I mean, they were just huge, right? And so I was like, I am not about to go over there and lift weights. So I I said, you know what? Tonight is going to be the night I'm going to just, I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to go on the treadmill, work up a light sweat, and that will be good. Because I'm in this for the long haul. So I walk in there and sure enough, I'm on the treadmill it's got these nice safety handrails. I hooked this, this kill switch up to me in case I trip. And uh, I'm watching Chip and Joanne on the TV there in front of me. And I am just, you know, I'm pacing myself, right? Feeling good. And so night number two goes in. And, and sure enough, we walk in. And a couple of those guys are still over there. And I'm like, I'm not going to go over there and lift weights. I'm going to go in here. And I'm going to get back on this, on the treadmill, right? So I'm on the treadmill. But this time, I'm doing a little jogging, getting a little, getting a little faster. And... Uh, And it went on just night after night. Um, I actually found a video clip from this gym all those years ago uh, and I actually brought it for you to enjoy. Now, granted... I was preparing for fishing season, okay? All right? If I'm going to work out, it's going to have a purpose, okay? But I was doing everything that I could do not to go lift weights. Uh, I was doing everything in my power not to lift those weights. And so we're probably four or five nights in, and I'm on, this, I'm on the treadmill. And, um, and I'm looking around me to my left and to my right, and there are some seasoned people, little older people who are walking alongside me. And I was, in that moment, I was so frustrated because at one point in my life, I was this college athlete and I've lifted weights before and I'm, I'm just, I'm, why am I not lifting weights? This is what I'm paying this guy all this money for and here I am walking, not getting anywhere. Why am I so afraid to go and lift weights? And in that moment, as I'm walking and I'm stewing, the Lord just really impressed on me and he spoke into me and he said, Harold, you are too afraid to know how weak you are. He said, Harold, you are terrified to know how weak you are. And I'm walking on this treadmill, and in that moment, I am just crushed by the weight of that. I am just crushed by the weight of that. I think so many times, so often what keeps us from growing and making strides in our relationship with the Lord is that we uh, like we refuse to let our pride get out of the way. I think sometimes we we come to places like this and we see spiritual giants and we see people who, who we think have it all together. And we are so scared for 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 for, for people to to to, to see who we really are and to find out what we don't know about the Lord or, or, or the season of life that we're in. But I want to encourage you by saying it's not about how weak you are right now in this moment. It's about how strong you're going to be tomorrow and the next day and the next day. If you are willing to observe the things around you and you're willing to practice some things around you that God wants to put in place in your life. But do not buy the lie that as long as we're maintaining, as long as, like Pastor Brian said, we're just checking the box off, as long as we're doing the minimum that that we're living. I don't think that's why Jesus died, was for us just to do the bare minimum. I think Jesus died because he wants to save us from where we are and he wants to take us to a place that is so far beyond ourselves that we can't even imagine the strength and the power that he wants to place in your life. So after some prayer and consideration, maybe even against my better judgment, I brought this weight bench, I borrowed it from a student, and apparently he wanted to bring the heaviest weights that he had. (laughs) But I'm going to try and lift this. Right? I'm going to try to redo all those years ago. I'm trying to make right all those wrongs in front of you. I am moving my pride aside. Okay? So can you encourage me just for like 30 seconds? All right. All right. Yeah, you guys are doing great. Okay, don't, don't overdo it. Okay. It has been a while. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. Okay. Okay. All right. I did this a couple days ago. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, it's, it ain't going to happen. Can I get, can somebody come up here and help me, please? <laughs> I'm as serious as a heart attack. <laughs> it's okay, take your time. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, all right, show off, jeez. <laughs> Just stop for a second. That's the church. That's what we do. That's why we do what we do. It's not just to come here and to say hello and to hear a message and go on with your week. Thank you. Let's give him a round of applause. And for the record, I could do that a hundred times. That's the church. That's why community is so important. God did not design this to to have a relationship with Him and a relationship with others, to be by yourself and alone. Because there's gonna be times and there's gonna be moments where you need people around you who love you and care for you. I can't tell you how many times My last story, when Whitney and I moved here, we kind of ended up settling when we landed on the weekend. We didn't come to church because we just wanted to get settled. But Monday nights are the nights that our young couples with small children meet. And that was the first thing we did as a part of officially being a part of Crossbridge. Why did we do that? Because we know we have to have people around us who love us and care for us. And it never fails that I will be going throughout throughout my week and I get a phone call. Harold, can you talk? I'll call somebody. I'll say, hey man, can you talk? That's why we do what we do. That's why God created the church the way he created it. We're not meant to do this alone. And we can't let our pride keep us Because we're so scared of the things around us. Because God has great big plans for each and every one of you. You know, here in just a a moment, you're going to have an opportunity to respond. They're going to play a song. And you know what? You can can sit in your chair and, and God can do an amazing work in your life. But I have this impression on my heart right now in this moment that if you're either in a place where you want to start this relationship with Jesus, or if you're in a place to say, you know what, Harold, I I am in this seasonal rut, and I don't understand how to get out of it. I'm going to invite you down to the altar. I'm going to invite you to maybe take a step of of being being courageous, maybe putting your pride on the line, to come down here and to get right with God. God. Because it's not about how weak you are in this moment. It's about how strong you're going to be afterwards. Let me pray for you. God, I can't help but feel in my heart that there are people here tonight that have been just merely, merely surviving. That it's, it's taken everything in them to get through the day. But God, I believe that you have something better for us than that. God, I believe that what you gave us was meant to mean so much more than just surviving. But to thrive in a relationship with you. So God, if there's someone here tonight that says, you know what, I want to take that step. I want to believe in a God that loves me so much that he was willing to bankrupt heaven to give his son to die on a cross for me so I could be in relationship with him. God, I pray that you would give them the courage to step out and to give their life to you. God, if there is someone in here, if there's a family in here that is in a rut, in a relationship, at work, whatever the case may be, God, I pray that you would give them the courage to step out and say, I need to be a part of something so much greater and bigger than myself. God, you're not a God of fear. Fear is not in this place right now at this moment. So God, I pray that you would help these people to move, and to be obedient to what you're calling them to. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.